Hey guys, welcome back to Joe Coyo. And uh, today's episode is, uh, as, I don't know, I did a lot of research for this one. And, and the more I dug up, the more connections were made. It, it's, I mean, I didn't know half this stuff or heck or three quarters of it. You know what? You know what? Let's just go because what else are we going to do? So let's suppose you were completely new to Johnston County, or for that matter, Eastern North Carolina in general. Now, a lot of you may be in that situation. Perhaps you have even, you know, been that person in the in the recent past that remembers the very first time you came to Johnston County, whether it be Smithfield, Clayton, Benson, you know, whatever, Emit. It it doesn't matter. So let's say that you're new here and want to learn about the place. So you ask your one Johnston County connection that was one of the reasons that you came here to introduce you to, say, five people that are lifelong residents, you know, uh, natives, if you will. So when you meet those five people, you know, like natives, here's a question. How long do you think it would be before they start telling you about Hurricane Fran in 1996 or Floyd in 1998. Or if it's an older person, Hurricane Hayes 154. It may well be in the very first meeting just after they talk to you about Percy Flowers. Now, I have my own friend story and about how I drove from Durham southeast on I-40 all the way to Benson into the storm during the storm. In fact, I followed the exact path of Hurricane Fran just in the opposite direction as it was coming in. And even though I was driving slow, my car was being blown all over the place and tree limbs were falling everywhere. I drove from Durham through Raleigh on I-40 and I am certain that I only saw one other car the entire way. No, that was not my finest hour or two and a half hours. (laughs) Or... I can tell you about how I spent the very next week helping my neighborhood clean up and nobody could find batteries. I lived in town, so our sanitation and power were not nearly as impacted as those out of town who relied on water pumps in the wells and 50-year-old power lines. You know, those kinds of stories. See, I just told you two within five minutes at the start of this conversation. Now, the older people could tell you of the time that Hazel... Well, Hazel was huge. Hazel was an enormous storm. Now, technically, it was it was it was a well. I put it to you this way: Hazel came through in the in the daytime, and my mother in law, who is almost eighty years old, has has told me about how she was stuck in her elementary school during the day, and they couldn't get out because trees were falling everywhere. And they were stuck in this school. And and then I've heard of people saying how trees fell all over Raleigh. Look, Hurricane Hazel was at most 70 years ago. We had hurricanes between Hazel and Fran, you know, we, to be sure. Big ones, too. Diana, for example, in 1984 was the first big one to come to North Carolina since the early 60s, nearly 20 years 
without a major hurricane that induces stories. So there were hurricanes before Hazel too. Now, how many? I don't know. I have no idea how many hurricanes have come to this area over hundreds of thousands of years. The records are simply just not there for almost all of them. Our most reliable records don't really start until the early 20th century. So we have to rely on our memories and the memories of people like my mother-in-law. And But what about people before them? Like, who's going to tell us about the Great Atlantic Hurricane of September 14, 1944, that hit Cape Hatteras as an estimated Category 3 and that may well have disrupted wartime shipping on the East Coast? In the middle of World War II. Or who's going to talk to us about Hurricane Ione that hit Jacksonville, North Carolina and flooded Meadow and Princeton? And what about the unnamed Category 3 that demolished Ocracoke on September 16, 1933? Or, or what about the other unnamed Category 3, which again, these are estimated because they didn't have the, the scales then, that beat Cape Lookout nearly to death on October, on on August 19, 1879. Or how about the hurricanes of 1893 when seven of them hit North Carolina in a four-month span? Seven Category 3 estimated or greater. Or how about the one in the early 1800s that washed out roads so much that it disrupted a counterfeit money ring in Johnston County that I mentioned in the episode, Take the Money and Run, and that helped to speed up the process of the acquisition of Florida from Spain? Is there anybody alive that can tell us about the, the San Siriaco hurricane of August 18, 1899 that hit Hatteras so hard? that it not only put it under 10 feet of water, it destroyed a place called Diamond City on the coast. I mean, Diamond City, North Carolina, ceased to exist because this hurricane. It, it never got rebuilt. It was that bad. It was the second longest-lived hurricane in recorded history. It is still the strongest to hit the Outer Banks to this day. It left 3,800 dead and has, again, to this day, the highest accumulated energy released of any known hurricane. I mean, that that thing came in so strong that it remained a hurricane going up into Canada and even hit the Azor Islands in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. So before Hazel, Fran, and Floyd, people told these stories. And if these records had not been written down, those celebrities of North Carolina legendary Hurricanes would have been forgotten. Now, one of my favorite hurricanes, and not that you can really have a favorite because they're pretty bad things. I'm a history teacher after all. This is this is one that I, you know, it's kind of neat. Was one referred to as the Independence Hurricane of 1775 that hit landfall near the Cape Fear River and quite possibly disrupted the strategy of the British Army by which they had planned their southern strategy at that point. They were going to put down this rebellion of ours a little bit early, and very well could be this hurricane completely squashed those plans. That's neat. 
It's also rumored that a hurricane could be partially responsible for the abandonment of the lost colony. And it's also rumored that another hurricane could be the reason why there was no follow-up on Verrazano's voyage up the North Carolina coast for France and why the French missed the chance to colonize the areas that he mapped. Now, Johnston County's geographic position puts it in line for centuries worth of memorable hurricane stories. I mean, look at a map of North Carolina, right? Find Wilmington and follow the Cape Fear up like hurricanes do, and you'll be like right on the doorstep of Johnston County. Or you can take the path less traveled by hurricanes, but they still come up this way too sometimes, and start the noose in New Bern and travel west like three recorded hurricanes did, and you wind up in the center of Smithfield, Clayton, and Princeton. Our position on the edge of the coastal plain means that the rise and elevation that marks the Piedmont to our west also serves as a geologic wall. Our mountains and foothills, for example, have records of earthquakes, but they were hardly felt this far east. On the other hand, there was a tremendous earthquake on the September 1st in 1886 at 9.40 p.m., it hit Charleston, South Carolina, and we in Johnston County definitely felt it here. The epicenter was in Charleston Harbor, and the papers speak of such devastation in Charleston that people were terrified that the city was going to sink into the sea. Buildings caught on fire. There was, there was a cholera outbreak that followed. Many roads connecting Charleston to everywhere else were destroyed, and the ground shook in Johnston County enough to crack foundations in Smithfield. The Smithfield Herald reported that homes actually rocked, and people could hardly stand still for about six minutes solid. Selma reported several aftershocks, as did Raleigh, throughout the night, and there was no lasting damage, but it did cause some changes. For example... The Smithfield Herald reported that one man had been making illegal grape wine in a cemetery and brandy before the quake, but the day after, he decided to pour it all out, convinced that the earthquake was sent by God as a warning to him. I guess Johnston County is well positioned for those kinds of events, too. So... That pretty much does it, guys, and uh, glad you glad you tuned in for another one. Again, you keep listening, I'll keep playing them, and uh, it's been a blast. Hope you hope you enjoyed it, had fun, and until next time, be good. <laughs>